story ten of day and night stories by algernon blackwood this librivox recording is in the public domain story ten by water the night before young larsen left to take up his new appointment in egypt he went to the clairvoyant he neither believed nor disbelieved he felt no interest for he already knew his past and did not wish to know his future just to please me jim the girl pleaded the woman is wonderful before i had been five minutes with her she told me your initials so there must be something in it she read your thought he smiled indulgently even i can do that but the girl was in earnest he yielded and that night at his farewell dinner he came to give his report of the interview the result was meagre and unconvincing money was coming to him he was soon to make a voyage and he would never marry so you see how silly it all is he laughed for they were to be married when his first promotion came he gave the details however making a little story of it in the way he knew she loved but was that all jim the girl asked it looking rather hard into his face aren't you hiding something from me he hesitated a moment then burst out laughing at her clever discernment there was a little more he confessed but you take it all so seriously i he had to tell it then of course the woman had told him a lot of gibberish about friendly and unfriendly elements she said water was unfriendly to me i was to be careful of water or else i should come to harm by it fresh water only he hastened to add seeing that the idea of shipwreck was in her mind drowning the girl asked quickly yes he admitted with reluctance but still laughing she did say drowning though drowning in no ordinary way the girl's face showed uneasiness a moment what does that mean drowning in no ordinary way she asked a catch in her breath but that he could not tell her because he did not know himself he gave therefore the exact words you will drown but will not know you drown it was unwise of him he wished afterwards he had invented a happier report or had kept this detail back i'm safe in egypt anyhow he laughed i shall be a clever man if i can find enough water in the desert to do me harm and all the way from trieste to alexandria he remembered the promise she had extracted that he would never once go on the nile unless duty made it imperative for him to do so he kept that promise like the literal faithful soul he was his love was equal to the somewhat quixotic sacrifice it occasionally involved fresh water in egypt there was practically none other and in any case the natrum works where his duty lay had their headquarters some distance out into the desert the river with its banks of welcome refreshing verdure was not even visible months passed quickly and the time for leave came within measurable distance in the long interval luck had played the cards kindly for him vacancies had occurred early promotion seemed likely and his letters were full of plans to bring her out to share a little house of their own his health however had not improved the dryness did not suit him even in this short period his blood had thinned his nervous system deteriorated and contrary to the doctor's prophecy the waterless air had told upon his sleep 
a damp climate liked him best and once the sun had touched him with its fiery finger his letters made no mention of this he described the life to her the work the sport the pleasant people and his chances of increased pay and early marriage and a week before he sailed he rode out upon a final act of duty to inspect the latest diggings his company were making his course lay some twenty miles into the desert behind el chobac and towards the limestone hills of gubiel hadi and he went alone carrying lunch and tea for it was the weekly holiday of friday and the men were not at work the accident was ordinary enough on his way back in the heat of early afternoon his pony stumbled against a boulder on the treacherous desert film threw him heavily broke the girth bolted before he could seize the reins again and left him stranded some ten or twelve miles from home there was a pain in his knee that made walking difficult a buzzing in his head that troubled sight and made the landscape swim while worse than either his provisions fastened to the saddle had vanished with the frightened pony into those blazing leagues of sand he was alone in the desert beneath the pitiless afternoon sun twelve miles of utterly exhausting country between him and safety under normal conditions he would have covered the distance in four hours reaching home by dark but his knee pained him so that a mile an hour proved the best he could possibly do he reflected a few minutes the wisest course was to sit down and wait till the pony told its obvious story to the stable and help should come and this was what he did for the scorching heat and glare were dangerous they were terrible he was shaken and bewildered by his fall hungry and weak into the bargain and an hour's painful scrambling over the baked and burning little gorges must have speedily caused complete prostration he sat down and rubbed his aching knee it was quite a little adventure yet though he knew the desert might not be lightly trifled with he felt at the moment nothing more than this and the amusing description of it he would give in his letter or intoxicating thought by word of mouth in the heat of the sun he began to feel drowsy a soft torpor crept over him he dozed he fell asleep it was a long dreamless sleep for when he woke at length the sun had just gone down the dusk lay awfully upon the enormous desert and the air was chilly the cold had waked him quickly as though on purpose the red glow faded from the sky the first stars shone it was dark the heavens were deep violet he looked round and realized that his sense of direction had gone entirely great hunger was in him the cold already was bitter as the wind rose but the pain in his knee having eased he got up and walked a little and in a moment lost sight of the spot where he had been lying the shadowy desert swallowed it ah he realized this is not an english field or moor i'm in the desert the safe thing to do was to remain exactly where he was only thus could the rescuers find him once he wandered he was done for it was strange the search party had not yet arrived to keep warm however he was compelled to move so he made a little pile of stones to mark the place and walked round and round it in a circle of some dozen yards diameter 
he limped badly and the hunger gnawed dreadfully but after all the adventure was not so terrible the amusing side of it kept uppermost still though fragile in body his spirit was not unduly timid or imaginative he could last out the night or if the worst came to the worst the next day as well but when he watched the little group of stones he saw that there were dozens of them scores hundreds thousands of these little groups of stones the desert's face of course is thickly strewn with them the original one was lost in the first five minutes so he sat down again but the biting cold and the wind that licked his very skin beneath the light clothing soon forced him up again it was ominous and the night huge and shelterless the shaft of green zodiacal light that hung so strangely in the western sky for hours had faded away the stars were out in their bright thousands no guide was anywhere the wind moaned and puffed among the sandy mounds the vast sheet of desert stretched appallingly upon the world he heard the jackal's cry and with the jackal's cry came suddenly the unwelcome realization that no play was in this adventure any more but that a bleak reality stared at him through the surrounding darkness he faced it at bay he was genuinely lost thought blocked in him i must be calm and think he said aloud his voice woke no echo it was small and dead something gigantic ate it instantly he got up and walked again why did no one come hours had passed the pony had long ago found its stable or had it run madly in another direction altogether he worked out possibilities tightening his belt the cold was searching he never had been never could be warm again the hot sunshine of a few hours ago seemed the merest dream unfamiliar with hardship he knew not what to do but he took his coat and shirt off vigorously rubbing his skin where the dried perspiration of the afternoon still caused clammy shivers swung his arms furiously like a london cabman and quickly dressed again though the wind upon his bare back was fearful he felt warmer a little he lay down exhausted sheltered by an overhanging limestone crag and took snatches of fitful dog sleep while the wind drove overhead and the dry sand pricked his skin one face continually was near him one pair of tender eyes two dear hands smoothed him he smelt the perfume of light brown hair it was all natural enough his whole thought in his misery ran to her in england england where there were soft fresh grass big sheltering trees hemlock and honeysuckle in the hedges while the hard black desert guarded him and consciousness dipped away at little intervals under this dry and pitiless egyptian sky it was perhaps five in the morning when a voice spoke and he started up with a horrid jerk the voice of that clairvoyant woman the sentence died away into the darkness but one word remained water at first he wondered but at once explanation came cause and effect were obvious the clue was physical his body needed water and so the thought came up into his mind he was thirsty 
this was the moment when fear first really touched him hunger was manageable more or less for a day or two certainly but thirst thirst and the desert were an evil pair that by cumulative suggestion gathering since childhood days brought terror in once in the mind it could not be dislodged in spite of his best efforts the ghastly thing grew passionately because his thirst grew too he had smoked much had eaten spiced things at lunch had breathed in alkali with the dry scorched air he searched for a cool flint pebble to put into his burning mouth but found only angular scraps of dusty limestone there were no pebbles here the cold helped a little to counteract but already he knew in himself subconsciously the dread of something that was coming what was it he tried to hide the thought and bury it out of sight the utter futility of his tiny strength against the power of the universe appalled him and then he knew the merciless sun was on the way already rising its return was like the presage of execution to him it came with true horror he watched the marvellous swift dawn break over the sandy sea the eastern sky glowed hurriedly as from crimson fires ridges not noticeable in the starlight turned black in endless series like flat-topped billows of a frozen ocean wide streaks of blue and yellow followed as the sky dropped sheets of faint light upon the wind-eaten cliffs and showed their undersides they did not advance they waited till the sun was up and then they moved they rose and sank they shifted as the sunshine lifted them and the shadows crept away but in an hour there would be no shadows any more there would be no shade the little groups of stones began to dance it was horrible the unbroken huge expanse lay round him warming up twelve hours of blazing hell to come already the monstrous desert glared each bit familiar since each bit was a repetition of the bit before behind on either side it laughed at guidance and direction he rose and walked for miles he walked though how many north south or west he knew not the frantic thing was in him now the fury of the desert he took its pace its endless tireless stride the stride of the burning murderous desert that is waterless he felt it alive a blinding heaving desire in it to reduce him to its conditionless awful dryness he felt yet knowing this was feverish and not to be believed that his own small life lay on its mighty surface a mere dot in space a mere heap of little stones his emotions his fears his hopes his ambitions his love mere bundled group of little unimportant stones that danced with apparent activity for a moment then were merged in the undifferentiated surface underneath he was included in a purpose greater than his own the will made a plucky effort then a night and a day he laughed while his lips cracked smartingly with the stretching of the skin what is it many a chap has lasted days and days yes only he was not of that rare company he was ordinary unaccustomed to privation weak untrained of spirit unacquainted with stern resistance 
he knew not how to spare himself the desert struck him where it pleased all over it played with him his tongue was swollen the parched throat would not swallow he sank an hour he lay there just wit enough in him to choose the top of a mound where he could be most easily seen he lay two hours three four hours the heat blazed down upon him like a furnace the sky when he opened his eyes once was empty then a speck became visible in the blue expanse and presently another speck they came from nowhere they hovered very high almost out of sight they appeared they disappeared they reappeared nearer and nearer they swung down in sweeping stealthy circles little dancing groups of them miles away but ever drawing closer the vultures he had strained his ears so long for sounds of feet and voices that it seems he could no longer hear at all hearing had ceased within him then came the water dreams with their agonizing torture he heard that heard it running in silvery streams and rivulets across green english meadows it rippled with silvery music he heard it splash he dipped hands and feet and head in it in deep clear pools of generous depth he drank with his skin he drank not with mouth and throat alone ice clinked in effervescent sparkling water against a glass he swam and plunged water gushed freely over back and shoulders gallons and gallons of it bathfuls and to spare a flood of gushing crystal cool life-giving liquid and then he stood in a beech wood and felt the streaming deluge of delicious summer rain upon his face heard it drip luxuriantly upon a million thirsty leaves the wet trunks shone the damp moss spread its perfume ferns waved heavily in the moist atmosphere he was soaked to the skin in it a mountain torrent fresh from fields of snow foamed boiling past and the spray fell in a shower upon his cheeks and hair he dived head foremost ah he was up to the neck and she was with him they were under water together he saw her eyes gleaming into his own beneath the copious flood the voice however was not hers you will drown yet you will not know you drown his swollen tongue called out a name but no sound was audible he closed his eyes there came sweet unconsciousness a sound in that instant was audible though it was a voice voices and the thud of animal hoofs upon the sand the specks had vanished from the sky as mysteriously as they came and as though in answer to the sound he made a movement an automatic unconscious movement he did not know he moved and the body uncontrolled lost its precarious balance he rolled but he did not know he rolled slowly over the edge of the sloping mound of sand he turned sideways like a log of wood he slid gradually turning over and over nothing to stop him to the bottom a few feet only and not even steep just steep enough to keep rolling slowly there was a splash but he did not know there was a splash 
they found him in a pool of water one of these rare pools the desert bedouins mark preciously for their own he had lain within three yards of it for hours he was drowned but he did not know he drowned end of story ten